So I've got a question for you. Why you? What makes you stand out so much that people will want to talk about you to their friends? Let's get into that today on The Buyer's Mind. Welcome to The Buyer's Mind, where we take a closer look deep inside your customer's decision-making mechanism to reverse engineer the perfect sales presentation. Now, please welcome your host, Jeff Shore. Welcome, everyone, once again to The Buyer's Mind. I am your host, Jeff Shore, as we dive into the way that our customers make purchase decision and what influences them to do just that. And we're picking up where we left off with part two of our conversation with Jay Bear, joined, as always, by our show producer, Paul Murphy. And, you know, Murph, we had a great conversation with Jay Bear in the last episode. We talked about two of the five talk triggers, talkable generosity and talkable speed. So here's my question. I'm just going to put you on the spot with this. When was a business generous to you? Oh, I, I can think of an example right away, and that is uh, I, I got stranded in Dallas with my family because of a blizzard in Denver. We were flying back on a trip, got stuck there, and uh, the embassy suites where the, we were being put up ended up hosting us for almost five days. Uh, and, of course, the wow. airline only pays for one, so I went mm -hmm. to the front desk and I said, is there any possible way you can extend the airline rate to me for as long as it's going to take for this blizzard to clear up? And they did. They did. And uh, I, they were very generous, very kind. And uh, I think very, very highly of Embassy Suites because of that generosity. Yeah, I love it. That's such a great story. And when I look at that that story here, I, I'm going to go out on a limb and, and guess here, Murph, that that is not the first time that you've told that story, that you've probably told that story before. Oh, I've, I've told anybody who I can bend their ear on the story, I tell them because <laughs> that was very, very cool of Embassy Suites to do that. But that's the way it works, right? We don't talk about things that we're not passionate about. Right. There's a there's a, a Bible verse about this out of the abundance of the heart. The mouth speaks. So when we get service, that's sort of OK when we get treated OK, when it's competent. But that's about as much as it is. Uh, we're, we're not going to rattle on about that. We tend to talk when we're passionate. Now, that passion, of course, can be positive or negative. But when we have a really great experience, we absolutely want to talk about it. And we even want to talk about it by name, in this case, uh, the Embassy Suites. And today we're going to continue. Continue the conversation and talk about three more talk triggers with Jay Bear. And as we do that, I want you to not just listen, I want you to dream. I want you to think about your best experiences and then think about how you can offer similar experiences. This is not about being gimmicky. This is about being real and authentic and so caring about the journey of your customers that you can get them to that point of being sustainably pleased. It's not about a one-time deal. It's about what you can do every single day to sustain this over a period of time. Here it is, the rest of our conversation with Jay Bear. So we talked about uh, talkable generosity. Second one is talkable speed. Uh, third one is uh, talkable usefulness. This is when you're just more uh, useful than your customers expect. You provide additional uh, assistance information uh, in in some in some way. There's a, a woman. Her name is Patrice Banks, and she lives in Philly. She uh, kind of has two talk triggers. The first one is her business itself. It's uh, called Girls Auto Clinic, and it's only female mechanics, they call them she-canics, 
and it's all geared to assist uh, females who are car owners who don't maybe know a lot about car maintenance or repair, and they sort of de-intimidate that process. Uh, it's an interesting backstory. She was a um, uh, aeronautic engineer, right? So pretty pretty sharp to begin with, but didn't know much about cars. And and so she took her car in to some mechanic and they kind of gave her the runaround and tried to scam her and all the things you, you think might happen happened. And she's like, this is ridiculous. So she taught herself cars, opened this thing, taught all these other women, has this whole business very successful. Uh, but then she realized, you know, it's still a hassle for customers, uh, for women to bring their cars in for oil change service, whatever, and then they're wasting time. So so you knock down a wall, rented the place next door, uh, and it's called the Clutch Beauty Bar. And what they do is they have all these services, right? Manicure, pedicure, uh, facial, blowout, et cetera. And each of the services are synced in the amount of time it takes to the vehicle service. So you can come in and get the oil change manicure because it takes exactly as long as your oil change takes, et cetera. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. Talk to me useful. I love it. Uh, you know, I was just watching a, 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 sh- a Shark Tank episode with a guy who's got a company called Obvious Wines, and uh, he, he, he you have to start with good product, but that's that's just the, the ticket to the dance. But one of the things that he does is really interesting is on the back of the bottle, he basically gives you a, 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 the most clear-cut and approachable way to be able to understand what it is that you are buying with with little ratings for the level of, of tannin and fruitiness or whatever. Nice. And it's a hit. It's a hit because yeah. it is so useful. And I just think that people are, will talk about it simply because, let's face it, a lot of people want to know wine and they don't know wine, so they have no idea how to buy it. This is a way to make it useful. Well, especially because so much wine is is purchased and consumed uh, in in public, right? When you're not by yourself, and so nobody mm-hmm. wants to nobody wants to feel stupid about wine. So I think it's, it's right. brilliant. Yeah, yep. good one. Love I'm it. I'm gonna look that up. I should say I have a, a new show called the Talk Triggers Show. Uh, it's on YouTube and also as a podcast. And every Tuesday, I have a new case study, new story about a business that uses word of mouth effectively. Uh, each show is only six or seven minutes long. And mm-hmm. I don't tell you who the business is to the last 10 seconds. So you can kind of guess along the way. Uh, but I'm going to put obvious wines in the, uh, in, in the agenda to uh, do an episode on. There you go. There you go. So we talked about uh, talk about generosity. We talked mm-hmm. about speed. We talked about usefulness. The fourth type of talk trigger uh, is talk about empathy. And this is one, Jeff, that that wouldn't have probably made the list, I don't know, two or three years ago, uh, because I'm old enough to remember, you are as well, a, a time when treating customers with empathy and kindness and respect and uh, and all that was just called business. <laughs> <laughs> right. Just how we did things. Yeah. Uh, but now I think we can all agree that we are living in an era of empathy deficit, whereby treating people with true kindness and compassion and empathy is not the default state uh, mm-hmm. in, in life, in business, certainly in politics. Uh, empathy is no longer um, a given. And that makes me a little sad as a human being. Mm-hmm. But as a business consultant, it's the greatest opportunity in a while because now when you treat your customers or prospects with that kind of care, it really stands out. Like it, it mm-hmm. creates conversation in a way it didn't used to uh, because it is outside the norm, whereas previously it was the norm. I'll give you a quick example. There's a, a company in uh, outside of Green Bay, Wisconsin called AmeriCollect. And I had the pleasure of uh, speaking at their uh, company recently. AmeriCollect is a medical collections agency. So their job every day is to get on the phone uh, and call people who owe a debt to a hospital or a physician's group. 
Now, if you know much about collections, it's not what you would consider to be the most empathetic industry. In fact, it is perhaps the least empathetic industry <laughs> that exists on this planet, right? I right, mean, it is right. It is all about intimidation and 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 grinding people down uh, emotionally until they feel so trapped they have to pay you. And and mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not speaking out of school. Like that is the deal. Um, right. Except this company, AmeriCollect. Their owner, Kenlin Gretz, uh, took over uh, many years ago and they had like 12 people. Now they have 250 employees and they are one of the bellwethers in the entire collections industry. And it's because they have a totally different approach. It's called ridiculously nice collections. And that's not just a slogan. I mean, they, mm-hmm. they treat everybody they call as if they were family. And their idea is, look, if you just treat people with empathy, uh, you'll be the first one to pay, you know, when they have the money to pay. And it turns out uh, it works in that business. Uh, I didn't know this, but it uh, they it's very common when hospitals decide, okay, who are we going to work with for collections? They do a little uh, shootout and they give half their debt to company A, half the debt to company B. They give them, I don't know, 60, 90 days to collect. Whoever collects the most gets all the the debt going forward. Hmm. Since they moved to the ridiculously nice collections approach, uh, AmeriCollect has won 97% of their head-to-head shootouts. That's amazing. Amazing. That's absolutely here's amazing, the, yeah. Here's the most amazing part. And this this mm-hmm. part's actually hard for me to talk about because it gets me every time. Mm-hmm. So they've got uh, 250 employees now. Of their 250 employees, Jeff, 60% of them were originally people that they called to collect from. Hmm. I want you to imagine a circumstance by which you owe a debt and the people who call you to collect that money are so humane, so mm-hmm. kind, so empathetic. You're like, you know what? When I get the money, I'm going to pay this debt and then I'm going to go work for those guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's hard to incredible. even get your head around it, right? Do you think this one is particularly difficult, Jay, because you've got a lot of people who are going to, you're, you're going to say, hey, we need talkable empathy, and you're going to get some uh, perhaps visible eye rolls immediately. It's like, mm-hmm. you, you, how do you measure the ROI on that? You're going to immediately take a, a look at that, and I'm, I'm not sure that a lot of executives are going to say, we're all in on that idea. Yeah, uh, and that, you know, my, my previous book, Hug Your Haters, kind of touches on that a lot, the whole book mm-hmm. about, about why that works and how it works and mm-hmm. how to measure it. Uh, it's one of the great tragedies of business today, I think, is that mm-hmm. we, uh, all the sales folks should turn off the podcast right now. Uh, we we <laughs> overinvest in acquisition and we underinvest in retention. Mm-hmm. Stop, right. Period. Sure. Yep. I mean, right. it's, just, it's just true, right? And, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and I would agree that in the past to say, let's have an empathy initiative, quote unquote, feels a little fluffy bunny and stupid. But mm-hmm. as I mentioned at the outset of this segment, today it actually has a quicker ROI path than it would have in the right. past. Because yeah. it's so unusual. Yeah, it shouldn't, but it does. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, I'm not right. here to. I'm not here to. You know, tell you the news. I just. You know, that's what it is. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, right. The last one uh, we already touched on is uh, mm-hmm. is talkable attitude, and and that's where you're just a little a little kookier, a little wackier, a little left to center. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you're just a, a little unusual, and and people notice that and talk about it. Works the best in B two B. Because B two B companies have signed a pact to be as boring as possible. Uh, <laughs> You know, and and if you don't do that, uh, then people definitely notice it and talk about it. Of course, your culture has to support it. You know, it has to be true. 
it can't just be a you know window addressing. But one of the best examples is we already mentioned at Uber conference, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's a free right. conference calling service. There's literally right. a dozen of them. They do the exact same thing, all of them. Mm-hmm. Uber mm-hmm. conference in, in, in word and in deed is just a little wacky. They don't take themselves too seriously. They understand kind of what they're really doing and, and they're, they're very much willing to, to make you laugh. And, mm-hmm. and that always works if you can do it competently and consistently. Uh, so Uber conference has got that nailed. You know, I'm thinking of a, of a company that approaches that in a different way. I'm thinking of John's crazy socks. Uh, yeah. You know, it's a, it's a sock subscription, but the story is so cool. Here's John. He's a Down syndrome kid. He loves socks. His dad says, we can make a business out of this. But it's so simple. When you go to johnscrazysocks.com, what do you get? You get two choices. Read the story, buy socks. That's yeah. it. And it's so straightforward. It. And yet every month, there it is, that red cellophane package, like I'm getting a Christmas present and and there's a little package of Skittles because we know John loves his Skittles. And and it's just it's just these it's this little thing. But uh, you could look at that and you say, man, that actually hits a number of things on the list. The Skittles are the generosity uh, type of thing. The usefulness hits because they're they're great conversation starters, especially when I'm uh, talking to my, uh, my granddaughter. But ultimately, it all all gets summed up into this attitude of the organization that's that, that's a comprehensive strategy. Yeah, I would say that that attitude is the one. I mean, they all require cultural alignment mm-hmm. um, for sure, because a lot of the ways that, that these word of mouth uh, strategies get disintermediated is they're killed in the cradle. Right? It's not it's not so much that it doesn't work that customers don't talk about it; it's that it doesn't have the requisite support internally. And so it launches really hot and then people are like, yeah, whatever. And then it kind of fades away. So yeah, they all require a cultural alignment, but the one that requires the most cultural alignment for sure is attitude mm-hmm. because it, you know, it, it has to be, it has to be part of your smell, right? It's just, you know, and people can totally tell when you're faking that. Yeah. Right. Right. And I know it's the, the really obvious example, but this is, this is Southwest being an extension of Herb Kelleher, right? Southwest yeah. is what Herb Kelleher was. Yeah. And they they yeah. give their, I wrote about them at one point, uh, mm-hmm. they, they give their, their employees permission, uh, to work without a script or a net. Mm-hmm. And, right. and most people have a fear of, of permission and, and they require it. You know, they, they right. you know, I mean, their hiring process is amazing, right? They, you know, it's, yep. it's completely for personality and, and really not at all for any sort of um, skilled attributes, which they figure they can train you. Yeah. One last thing. I know, I know we're, we're going long here, but uh, listen, you're practicing talkable general. I'm going to talk about the generosity of your time right here. Uh, let me ask you this. <laughs> Uh, on an, let's talk about on an individual basis. So if we're looking at uh, a solopreneur, if we're looking at somebody who is self-employed uh, or maybe it's a, you know, it's a 1099 uh, a salesperson somewhere, could be multi-level marketing, whatever it happens to be. Uh, how do you do this on an individual basis? Because ultimately there's got to, it's got to come down to the why me, how, how yeah. do I have my, my personal brand, my individual yep. talk trigger? Same deal, man. You just got to come up with what is your thing, right? So mm-hmm. some people in sales, like they're the person who always brings you, they always bring you a jar of maple syrup because their mom has a maple tree and that's their thing. They're the maple syrup guy. Yeah. Um, you just have to figure out what is your deal and do it consistently. Mm-hmm. Mine, as you may know, is I have a uh, an increasingly large collection of, of crazy plaid suits. So mm-hmm. every time uh, you see me on stage, I will have a crazy plaid suit. We've taken it one further because the best talk triggers are experiential. Uh, mm-hmm. And now you'll appreciate this, Jeff, I think. Meeting planners, who are my core customer, of course, for the speaking side of my business, 
uh, about a week out from the event, they get an email from me and my team uh, that directs them to a website, which is at the URL dressjbear.com. They go to that spot and it has pictures of all 12 of the crazy suits that I currently possess. They are allowed to pick the suit that they want me to wear on stage. And then it uh, confirms and then goes on my calendar so I know what to pack uh, when I go to the event. And they love it. That is fantastic. And yeah, you walk out on stage and immediately there's the round of applause because there's the suit. And now you're connected with your audience right from the very beginning. So cool. A lot of times in my introduction, they're like, oh, he's got this crazy suit and we picked it out, right? Yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, there you go. Uh, his name is Jay Bear. The book is Talk Triggers. You can go to talktriggers.com. You can also go to convinceandconvert.com. And uh, really looking forward to hearing that uh, the Talk Trigger show, the podcast. We'll put all that in the uh, show notes. Such good stuff. Uh, Jay, thanks so much for being on the show. My pleasure. I'll give you one, one last note, if I may. Sure, please. Uh, if, if you purchase the book, uh, friends, and I hope you do, you can get it all the places and ways that books can be procured, audiobook, Kindle, hard, hardback, etc. cetera. Uh, Daniel Lemon, my co-author, and I have a talk figure for the book, actually two. One, the book has alpacas on the cover, uh, which is a little bit unusual. And mm-hmm. two, if for whatever reason you don't like the book, we will buy you any other book that you want at any price. So far, Jeff, we've had two people out of the many, many, many thousands of readers, two people take us up on it. Uh, we asked them, what didn't, what didn't you like? You'll, you'll love this. First guy says, um, and I've not heard this before. First guy says, there are too many case studies in the book. <laughs> and I said, okay, too much of that damn evidence. I understand. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> we got to do something about that. Yeah. Too many case yeah. Studies. And he wanted like a $200 book, which I thought was pretty cheeky, but we bought it for him because we said we right. would. Yeah. And then the second yeah. person uh, sent us an email, didn't like the book, uh, not enough case studies. And I said, hey, can I introduce <laughs> you to this? Can I introduce you to this other guy? I think you guys would get along great. Uh, now, listen, I know we're out of time here, but but why alpacas? I meant to ask you about that. Why alpacas? Okay. Uh, I wish I had a better story, but uh, the original <laughs> cover that Daniel and I had worked on was, it was boring. It looked like every mm-hmm. other business book. And so yeah. last minute we said, you know what, man, like let's, let's, you know, eat our own dog food here. Like if mm-hmm. this is a book about word of mouth and talk triggers and, you know, conversational creating customer experiences, um, w- you know, we should do a book that looks different than everybody else's book. And so uh, Daniel just found that image and it's two alpacas and one is sort of whispering to the other right. one. Sure. Uh, and he, he, mock, he mocked the cover up and he sent it to me. He's like, what do you think? I'm like, I love it, but it's too yeah. crazy. Our publisher is Penguin. I'm like, there's no way Penguin's going to go for this. And he's like, well, maybe. I'm like, no. He's like, maybe. I'm like, no. He's like, just send it to them. I'm like, okay. So I emailed it over to them. And I think some people were on vacation, which was, which was the real secret here. <laughs> and they're like, sure, we love it. I'm like, really? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, are you kidding? No. And so that's how we ended up with a book that's A, hot pink, and B, has alpacas on the cover. The byproduct of that, Jeff, is I am now the owner of, and I'm not even kidding you, 150 different alpaca-related gifts and items. Like every single person <laughs> now who sees me speak, they send me blank alpaca stuff. I've got right. pillows, paintings, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, tie pins, uh, liquor, it's just, <laughs> yeah, but anything alpaca I now have, which is you, uh, you sure. know, it's a matter of time before an alpaca shows up in your I understand oh, the alpaca yeah. market has plummeted over the last couple of years. You're going to get okay. one in your office one day. I know, I know. <laughs> I love it. We have a big yard. It'll be fun. That's cool. Jay, thanks for being on the buyer's mind. That was a lot of fun. Thanks, Pat. I'll see you soon. Well, there you go, Murph. Uh, just such a great conversation. I, I'm I'm inspired. Are you always? Uh, Jay Jay brings such energy, and and I love uh, his attitude, and I love his plaid suits. 
<laughs> but the plaid suits is such a great story uh, because what does he do? He he gets his audience interacting with him on those plaid suits. And I mean, can you imagine if you had the opportunity and they put it into the introduction and, and there you go, wearing the suit that you picked out, here comes J-Bear. And by the way, I've seen J-Bear's plaid suits. Please don't be thinking about this modest, conservative, you know, black on gray plaid suit. Uh, no, no, these are suits. Suits, man, I'm telling you what, these suits are, uh, uh, they, they make a statement. So when he walks out, he's going to have the audience thinking right from the very beginning, we are all in this together. And that's such a great way to be able to look at it, because one of the things about talk triggers is the idea that as a consumer now or as a customer of a company, I am together with, we're unified, right? I'm supporting that company. I am a part of that company. And it's really just a beautiful, beautiful beautiful thing. And it gives us the opportunity to look at it and ask the question, what are we doing uh, to really make sure that there's cause, that there's a reason why my customer would want to talk about what it is that I'm doing? And Murph, a uh, fair warning, uh, I'm going to buy copies of Talk Trigger for everybody on the team. We're, we're going we're gonna to work through this as a team and ask ourselves the question, what are we doing now that triggers conversation? But what could we be doing in the future that triggers more conversation? So, you and I will uh, will lead that charge here at Shore Consulting. You in? I'm looking forward to it. We'll have some fun. Hey, I want to hit a one last thing here before we wrap it up, and and it and it's the last thing that Jay and I discussed here: the idea of how do we make this individual, right? How do we take this down so that I can initiate talk triggers. It does not necessarily have to be a corporate initiative. It's something that I can put together myself. And I want to just recommend that you do that right now by asking yourself a simple but very important question. Why me? Why will I stand out? Why me? This is the idea. You want to ask yourself the question, what do you want to be known for? What can you be known for? What are those little things that you can do over and over again that would cause the customer to say, let me tell you about my salesperson who's selling me this. Let me tell you about the guy who does this. Let me tell you about the lady that does this over here. This is the idea. What is conversation worthy? What can you do? Maybe it's just that you make great fudge and you hand it out to everyone with a little uh, favorite note or saying on there that will brighten their day. Or maybe you're the person who caters to the family, the pets, the personal hobbies, who diligently searches for and responds to the little things that make all the difference uh, to the customer. Maybe you're the one who sends out video messages via text immediately after they leave for the sole purpose of letting them know how much you enjoyed that conversation. Yeah, listen, it it's those little things that are done consistently over and over again that will cause you to be able to stand out. And when you look and you say, why me? You can say, why me? I'll tell you why me. Because I'm the person that, what? What is it that you do that causes you to be a talk trigger? And how much fun would it be for you to have that if you had could have that claim to fame. 
Sit down, get creative, brainstorm it through, and ask yourself the question, what can I do sustainably and repeatedly that would delight that customer and cause them to get that word of mouth going to future customers uh, and bring me more business, but, but more importantly, to make their lives just a little bit better. There you have it, another episode of The Buyer's Mind, this one with the great Jay Bear. Keep on listening, keep on hitting that subscribe button if you've not done that before. Leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, share it on social media. The, the podcast is getting bigger and bigger all the time because of people just like you. Thank you so much for your support. We'll talk to you next time on The Buyer's Mind. Yeah.